In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector, and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Greetings, everyone. Hello, this is Robin Boyd, and I'm all by my lonesome today. Sandra Beck is off this week and next. She's taking a well-deserved vacation. We send you love, Sandra, and hope you're enjoying the time away. Every week, before we bring our guest on, every week I try to uh, find some news items that might not be top headlines but are most interesting and always deserve recognition for their efforts to our military. The first item happened right here in New Hampshire uh, over the weekend. We happened to have Captain America Day. <laughs> and if any of you talked to me last night or last week and asked what I was doing, I said I was sewing a costume. Well, that was it. Our um, We have a comic book store here in town, and they had a Captain America Day celebration. And they had a whole lot of people there, and for every participant that was there, they gave $2 to the Wounded War Pro- uh, Wounded Warrior Project. So we want to salute them and say congratulations. And there was a picture that we put up on the blog yesterday so that we could share that event. Then there was something else that we discovered in uh, Florida. If any of you uh, are traveling through Tampa International Airport, I found this little tidbit from Bobby O'Brien's blog called Off the Base. Um, look for a large American flag hanging in the main concourse, and below the flag is one of several display cases showing off the um, items from the Armed Forces Military Museum. The displays are a way to pay tribute to the military members and their families who've traveled through the airport to acknowledge those serving at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa and as a remembrance for the those who have served and gone before. It's a 35,000-square-foot museum. It's the Armed Forces Military Museum in Largo. So from what I understand, I'm uh, not... I have, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking from what I've read. Um, they have the memorabilia from World War One to the current day warriors, including vehicles, and they even have a theater that simulates a mission during the Battle of Iwo Jima and an aerial attack during Desert Storm. So if you, um, your travels bring you down to that neck of the woods, it sounds like just a wonderful, wonderful place to go. And thank you for honoring our service people by doing that display. 
Today, I have a wonderful gal that I am so looking forward to chatting with. Raquel Thebes is a blogger. She's been blogging about military life and everything that goes with it since about 2007. She personifies the expression, been there and done that. She says she was an Army brat growing up. She was a soldier herself, and now she's married into the military. Suffice to say, she's got many years of experience with all things Army and military. Raquel, are you there? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm over here in Belgium. Wonderful. Welcome. You're in Belgium. Did you just recently get there, or have you been there for a while? Well, I've been here for a while. I've been here since last summer, and our duty station before this was Germany. So wow. I've been over here for a while. It would be a culture shock, I think, going back to the States right now. <laughs> <laughs> your travels have brought you everywhere. Where where actually were your parents from uh, originally? Well, it's one of those love stories. You know, my mother was German, so uh-huh. she had never been to the States before she met my father. And then my father was over here uh, in the 60s and 70s uh, as an Army guy. And they met and fell in love and all that good stuff, and then they had me and moved back to the States. Wow. So you have lived at least somewhat in the States, but you traveled a lot with your family, didn't you? Right. It seems like they were always getting stationed back and forth between Germany and the States, and I spent a lot of summers with my grandparents over here. So I did have that connection, and, you know, sometimes I tell my friends, okay, so I cheated a little bit, but, you know, I know a little bit more about Germany maybe than the average American. Yeah, Um, yeah. How often did you change schools as a kid? Oh, goodness. You know, I never sat down and counted it. Um, so many. You know, sometimes, yeah. You know how most military kids, I mean, they're always moving. and. But you know what? It becomes a way of life. Like, I sometimes have people ask me, my gosh, don't you miss not being in a hometown and knowing everybody and, you know, having that real sense of family? But I don't know anything different, so how can sure. I compare it to anything? Yeah. Right, right. Did you have yeah. siblings, or were you an only? Are you an only child? No, I have. I have a brother who's five years younger than me, and he has absolutely nothing to do with the military. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he went. The, he ran the other direction. <laughs> he had it right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, wow. I wonder if having had so many schools and having traveled so much, if that gave you a different perspective um, as an adult. I'm sure it must have broadened your sense of worldliness, and it must have given you sort of a sense of curiosity to go out there and find more. Yeah, and, you know, you tend to be more tolerant, I think, too, more tolerant, more open, uh, more forgiving. Sure. I think those are all qualities that come along with that, yeah. Wow, wow. Now, what about your own military service? Because it, I read it said you served as well. Yeah, that's right. And uh, my first duty station was over here in Germany. So wow. you know, I somehow keep coming back. But um, I was an <laughs> Army engineer. <laughs> so when we weren't blowing things up, we were building things. Just like playing in the big sandbox. So Building you know, things right to blow up. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And how long did you serve? Oh, gosh, about seven years. Uh-huh. My, my last assignment, I was a company commander of a basic training company, and I actually wrote a book about that, like a self-help kind of book. 
Oh, wow. So that was my first interest into, you know, doing a website and helping people and, and that kind of thing. So I kind of did that before I did the military wife thing. Wow. And wh- um, what was the name of your book that you wrote? I think, I think it's called um, Army Basic Training. Oh, very basic. It was just, yeah. Yeah, very basic. And well, it's just a how-to guide. Sure, sure. And was that possibly where you met your husband? Yes, at my first duty assignment, yes. And I always say if the Gulf War hadn't happened, we would have never met because he was supposed to go to a totally different unit in Germany, and they had already been sent uh, down south. And they said, okay, what's still left in Germany? Oh, look, there's this engineer unit, so let's send him there. Oh, my gosh, my gosh. Yeah. What branch is he in and what branch were you in? Both the same? Are you both Army? Yep, yep, we were, yep, both Army and both engineers at that time, yeah. Wow, wow. Now, how long have you been married? How long? Ooh, I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. 17 years? 17 wow, years. that's awesome. Oh. Because I'm sure um, longevity is very challenging when you have to move and have to... Um, change directions so many times. Right. You have to definitely find that rhythm, and you have to find that right partner, too. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm sure, do people talk to you about that? Do you find that some people who younger, maybe some younger wives, have had some difficulties with that kind of um, understanding of what it takes to be a military wife? Definitely. I, I do get a lot of mail from uh, young military wives, and it, it not only is the marriage new to them, but you have to think about it. It's the whole military life. I mean, it is a life. It's really not mm-hmm. a job. Sure. And so they're trying to adjust to that, and you're right, it is difficult for them. Yeah. I want to make sure we direct everyone to your blog, which is lifelessonsmilitarywife.blogspot.com. and Yep, and uh, you have so many things, and I've perused this over the last few days and just have thoroughly found probably anything under the sun and then some things that I didn't even think was an issue, and that's where I think is such such a wonderful vehicle for anyone in this day and age to be able to go onto a website, to be able to say, I've got an issue or I've got a problem, and know that there's an answer there for you. Yes, and if I don't know the answer, because I'm not a know-it-all. Yeah, well, <laughs> you I, know what? I, I'm trying to find the answer. <laughs> but that networking capability, I think, is just a wonderful uh, – we're very, very fortunate that we even have that. I just think of corresponding with um, people in the military, say, 30 years ago, and you waited and waited for that letter, and then you had to turn that letter around, and you didn't know if they got it, and if they did get it, did they get it in its entirety, and this is just phenomenal. It's it's just a wonderful resource. Yeah, well, look at us now. Look at us now. We're here doing Skype. I'm in Belgium at 11 p.m. in the evening and sitting here in my pajamas. I know. Probably not. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there are days on a hot day. <laughs> I won't tell the world what I sit here and in my interviewing doing, but you know, it's yeah, it's wonderful that we can we can exchange all of these comments. We've got a minute before we take a break, Raquel, and I want to again say this is Raquel Thebes, and her blog is Life Lessons Military Wife blogspot.com and um, in the next segment Raquel I'd like to talk about some guidelines and advice that you have for some PCSs it sounds like you are the expert on that so we'll definitely talk about some moves and how to make that move a lot less stressful and probably a lot more organized um, I want to remind everybody the podcast for our shows are always on our militarymomtalkradio.com website here on our show page, and we also have them on iTunes, and I understand even in Europe we are, so (laughs) we'll be back in a moment with Raquel Thieves on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Mom with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today while Sandra's out on vacation, and she's having a great time with family. While all of you are on summer vacation and traveling, I hope you don't forget to download podcasts of our shows um, on iTunes or on MilitaryMom.Radio.com. It'll be a great way. We've got a little feedback, and I'm sorry for that, everyone. Um, want to make sure that you take some podcasts with you when you're heading out to the beach. We're here today with Raquel C. She is, oh, we do have a lot of feedback, and I do apologize. Yeah, all of, us, all of a sudden. I don't know if it's maybe the Skype. I sure hope Yeah, not. that's quite all right. We'll work it out. Raquel is the author of Life Lessons of a Military Wife, and now being in Europe, um, you are no stranger to moves. And so let's talk a little bit about some of your PCSs. Raquel, what's like the shortest time frame you've ever had to get ready and, and move out the door? Uh, let me see. Probably about three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> that was the shortest. And that only happened once. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, how long do, do you normally get when you get an advanced uh, notice that you've got um, a move coming up? Well, it seems like the longer that you're in, the more advanced notice you typically get. <laughs> so hang in so, there, so everyone. The next yeah, exactly. one will be better, right? <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, hang in there. The first few moves will be hectic, but, you know, once you're in for a while, I mean, you can get anywhere from six months to a year. Really? Yeah. 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 But that must be sort of an angst in that I'd almost want to know, say, three or four weeks ahead and just get up and go instead of the, well, should I start this or should I do that or do I get start the music lessons or, you know, that kind of a thing must be hard. Yeah, I think it's just like any other commitment. It seems like the more time you have, the more you stall and you kind of lollygag a little bit. And then before you know it, oh, my God, you know, I need to get this stuff done. And all this time was, I don't want to say wasted, but. Right, right. Now, do you you find that you um, utilize the military resources or have you been able to um, do resources on your own as far as even just housing or um Where do you start? There is just so much on there, on the Internet these days. I mean, a lot of the communities, you just have to Google the name of the community, and it comes up, and there will be links for newcomers there where you can find out exactly what you need to do and the contact Mm -hmm. numbers for housing and transportation and just what the process is. That's the first, first place I usually look. Sure, sure. And then once you know exactly whether you're going to be on base or off base, um, you start looking for schools probably. Do you have children? Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. Wow. So I definitely look at schools. Yeah. Now, do you have schools um, that are on base or do you send them to um, American um schools within the region, or how? what have you chosen to do? Mm-hmm. Well, what most people typically do is they have the schools on post that are affiliated with the Army or, or Air Force bases over here. And we're unique here in Belgium that we're at a NATO base, 
So we oh. have soldiers from all the NATO countries here and some who choose to bring their families. Many bring their families, and we have an international school. It's called an international school, but it has different wings for the different nationalities. So we have, like, an American section, a British section, a Polish section, and they all teach in their own languages and curriculum. And we kind of fall under DODIA or DODS. You know, that's the Overseas Department of Defense Schools. Right, right. We did have somebody from the DEDOD uh, about I saw a month that. ago. Yeah, I yeah. saw that, yeah. Really interesting. But how fascinating this school sounds for you being a NATO um, environment in that what an amazing collection of cultures your children are, are um, exposed to. That's phenomenal. Definitely. The older son, he actually goes to the high school, 7th and 8th grade are kind of attached to the high school, and 60% is international. So these aren't even American kids. These are other kids. And, you know, always, you know how kids are. They always want to learn the curse words first and all these other languages, <laughs> and, then, and then they go on and learn a few other things. But I don't know what it is about that and kids, but they, they really are exchanging, you know, a lot of information and learning about each other. Wow, wow. How do you organize yourself when you know that you've got three or four weeks that you've got to just pack up everything? Do you pack up everything or do you have some place where you just have a storage, a great big storage unit somewhere? (laughs) Usually, well, when you go overseas, you're authorized a storage shipment and that'll be in the place that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And and that's great. So if you already know you're going to live on post, sometimes you do do know that ahead of time. You can put things like yard furniture because typically that's supplied on post, or you know lawn mowers or basement stuff or um, maybe an extra room worth of furniture that you might not yeah. want to take. Let's say the dining right. room or extra guest rooms or just just the extra stuff. You yeah. can put that in storage. Don't have to take that with you. But then you have to be careful on the other end because you're going to see all these antiques and knickknacks, and <laughs> you're going to want to buy that stuff. And pretty soon you get home, and oh, you know, oh Lord, what what? You realize how much stuff you have. Too much. Maybe photographs of everything instead of having a knickknack shelf. You've got a photograph of a knickknack. Exactly. <laughs> Those are flat or digital. So <laughs> that's, exactly. That's a little bit easier. Um, do you find that there's a, a a technique as far as organizing? Like, do you have a checklist that you go by? And um, well, I'm, I'm a big list maker, and I yep. do give people tips on my blog on on what they should start with and. The weirdest thing I start with, six months out, I, I attack the food. Because oh, wow. I'm a big food hoarder. I, you know, I buy triple, you know, quadruple of everything, and the freezer's packed full, and it honestly takes six months to eat through everything. Oh, wow. And then what's left over, I make sure it hasn't expired or anything like that, and then I'll, I'll make sure I donate it. I don't throw it away, and I, right. I typically don't like to move overseas with that stuff because, you know, with the heat and the cold, oh, you don't sure. know what it came into contact with, and, you know, it's the ick factor. So, yeah, I just, yeah, it's better yeah. to just... Yeah. And do you find if you uh, – now, let me back up a little bit because I'm kind of curious. Have you had to um, – did you ever stay stateside while your husband was deployed, or have you always traveled with him? Well, we have always – while he has deployed, I have always we have always been stationed overseas. It just yeah. happened to work out that way. I mean, he's had, like, smaller deployments, but, like, the really long ones have been while we were overseas. 
Yeah, yeah. That, my nephew actually has been in Germany, and, and his wife and, and children went with him as well, and they've really thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, it was so cute on Facebook. Um, <laughs> she said, my daughter and sister went to Paris this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. <laughs> and, and I just thought, okay, this girl is 12 years old, and she's taking off to Paris. How lovely. <laughs> yeah. But this is one she's of the beauties. to tell. Sure. One of the beauties of traveling with your with your family when you are deployed like that, or, or stationed, I should say, um, that's that's really such a gift for the for the children. And as you know, to be a world traveler and to have had the opportunity to see so many um, places and and do so many things, I'm sure. Yes, I'm just lucky. I would say the people who get stationed over here, I mean, it's it's the luck factor. Not everyone I know gets to come over here, but um, it, it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, what about um, what about things like cell phones? I mean, where what state is your cell phone exchanged from or <laughs> iPhones or anything like that? Right. Well, that's kind of interesting here in Europe. Um, they're always ahead in cell phone technology than the States. I'm not quite sure why that is. I never really wow. researched that. But the phone technology over here is with the SIM cards. So really? if you have yeah. a, a cell phone without a SIM card, it's not going to work over here. Wow. And the tri-band and quad-band phones. So those are the ones that, that will work over here. So conceivably, you could bring your iPhone, um, if it's one of the ones where you can put a SIM card in and bring mm-hmm. it over here, as long as it's unlocked. Huh. Now, not just unlocked from your carrier, but unlocked from the States. Because some carriers in the States, they'll unlock the phone so you can use another carrier in the States, but you can't bring it over to Europe. Oh, wow. So you have to specifically tell them, to unlock it because I'm going to Europe. Wow. And, you know, when they sell the phones over here, they sell them mostly unlocked. They don't, they don't do it like in the States with, you know, all these plans and you're tied to the company with this phone. You can choose whatever pro- provider you want. And most people do the prepaid route mm-hmm. where they're not tied down with a contract. And right. They just pay as they go. Right, right. My daughter's going to be in Ireland in January, so I'm going to have to remind her because you don't need a gazillion uh, over what's called roaming charges. <laughs> because, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just have her take that SIM card out, you know, make sure it's a cell phone that has a SIM card, and then when she gets to the airport at any, like, five and dime or electronic store, grocery store a lot of the time, you can buy SIM cards for that country. Wow. And you just pop it in there. Now, she just has to, she does have to tell you what the number is so you can call her. Yeah. You know, incoming <laughs> calls are free over here. Oh, <laughs> God. You know, we yeah. have another break coming up, um, and on the other side of the break, I definitely have lots more questions that I know everyone would be interested in. We're here today with Raquel Siebes. She has a blog called LifeLessonsMilitaryWife.blogspot.com, and when we come back, we're going to talk to her about some of her other travels and more tips on how to be less stressful and more organized when you get that, get that move. 
We want you to check out the podcast on iTunes. We have podcasts on our website on militarymomtalkradio.com and here on our Toganet page, um, as well as lots of other great listening if you've missed any of our other shows. So, um, Raquel, when, when you say you are in Belgium, what time did you say it was right now? Uh, it's about 11.30 now. 11.30. Wow. So we thank you so much for staying <laughs> up with us. And everybody else, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. Trying to stay cool on a hot summer day. We've got a little bit of a heat wave here in New Hampshire, and uh, it's what's the weather like in Brussels, Raquel? Uh, well, typical. Uh, cold and rainy this week. It is. And what kind of weather do you have at this time of year normally? Is it as hot as, as we are over here? Well, 
had beautiful sunshine here and there. I mean, it can get 70s, 80s, even up to the 90s. But just wow. these last few days, it's just been in the high 60s and just, you know, windy, rainy. Wow. It's just typical, being this close to the, the coast and the sea and all that. Sure, sure. Yeah. What kind of languages um, are in that section of Belgium? What very interesting. Um, the shape, which is um, the, the Allied headquarters here, the NATO headquarters in <clears throat> for Europe, is mm-hmm. here in Wallonia. So Wallonia is the southern part, and it's the French-speaking part. Oh. Then there's Flanders, and they speak a version of Dutch up there. And they are always at each other's uh, each other's throats. You know, we uh-huh. still don't have a government over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No government. And, you know... It's it's just kind of interesting, and that's the richer part of Belgium, and Belgium, and now this is the poor part when it was switched about a hundred years ago. Uh-huh. So you know, we always joke we're in the armpit. I mean, it's a beautiful area, but it used to be the coal mining area, and you know, you see all these hills that are now green, but to be like the the slag heaps, I guess yeah, you call them. Yeah, yeah. Did some areas so. speak German as well? It's a very small area, and it's right along the the German border. So not near where I am, so it's not going to help me. <laughs> I do speak German. <laughs> I'm sure you, you know, speak you know, my friends, My friends in Germany, you know, this is payback time, big time for me, because my friends in Germany who were learning the German, and they were like, <laughs> oh, it's so hard. And I said, no, you just, you know, you do this, you do that. I totally took it for granted. And then I come here. And I am learning French from scratch, and it is very, very difficult for me. And now I know exactly what they were talking about. Oh, oh. Well, you're going to take your own advice and just hang in there, and you're going to plug away, and you're going to get it. That's right, plug away. Languages must be an issue when you have um, a PCS because you must have to, even though chances are you'll be on a base or in an American um, central environment, you've got to be out shopping or going to the store or the market or whatnot. Um, and language yeah, that's correct. An issue. Right, and you have to pay your bills, and at some point you're going to have to have some kind of contact with the people in that country, especially the bureaucracy, which is, you know, oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have... Um, do you ever refer to a consulate or any kind of um, government officials, or is it just through the military that you get help? I mean, do they give you a Rosetta Stone along with your orders? <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, our husbands all have access to Rosetta Stone for free. Yeah. So yeah. we, of course, we wives, we all go on there and, and use it too. And they have language courses, the beginner, like the conversational, and they also have um, some college programs that have their courses over here, too. And they will have, you know, the hardcore language programs. So there are lots of opportunities to to learn the language. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Because, obviously, even after your military life, if there is an after-military life, (laughs) that you must have to – you're just that much more enriched because you do speak another language afterwards. So that's a plus. Yes, and maybe if you don't speak it, you understand, or maybe you can read. You know, speaking is always the hardest part of any language. Right, right. My mother yeah. has a, a friend in Mainz, Germany, and she can speak English very well, 
but she cannot write it. So when she sends my mother a, a greeting card, a birthday card, or whatnot, it's always in German. And I sit down with my little Google language translator, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I goodness. try very hard to type in the little letter characters that I think she's writing. <laughs> yes, because they have that handwriting. That's right. That interesting handwriting, and it's in sometimes an S and an R look very much alike, or an F or a T. I'm never quite sure. So I'll get the darndest things out of the translator, and I'll say, oh, no, I don't think that's what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> not it. <laughs> but there again, here's our technology giving us, oh, my goodness, I, the, the, the most wonderful ability to at least be able to. I, it would take me days to go through a German dictionary to try to figure out what she said before. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember in the old days having to go to the library to go yes. ask the reference librarian? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, my on a weekend if you were in high school to go to the yes. German teacher on Monday morning yes. and say, can you read this to me? <laughs> Which I've come done. a long way. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you had to um, find work when you, once your husband gets transferred, what do you do if you've been employed or how do most people um, relocate their own jobs? Because as a spouse, that must be kind of difficult too. It is difficult. And, you know, there are lots of organizations out there that are advocating for laws and different things to make it easier for spouses to have portable careers. I mean, I have friends who are nurses and teachers and counselors and, um, you know, admin-type jobs, and those court the best. Um, If you can, you know, get a job in in one of those fields or a government job like clerking and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's usually the lower-level stuff. Um, So I don't know if you'd necessarily call it a career where you can progress all the way up to the higher levels, but... You know, over here, I mean, a lot of the people, they either work for AFIs or the commissary um, or even the contractors over here. They have clerical positions or the schools. There are a lot of people doing substitute teaching. I mean, you can get $100 a day substitute teaching. Wow. Yeah, that is. And actually, I did that here for years, um, and that's about what it was, yeah, about $100 Uh a day. So it's nice to know that it would be a lateral move. Because I'm sure it would be a challenge. Um, granted, everybody's expenses are different in a different location, but I can only imagine um, moving and then losing that income is going to really be a pinch to anyone's budget. Right. And a lot of people are going into the virtual work field, too, and um, Army Community Service has classes on how to get into that, and they'll help you with your resume and help you find a job. I mean, that's the one good thing about being over here. You know, some people come over here on their own, and you call them expats. You know, those mm, are the people mm-hmm. who move overseas with no support system, Americans who just moved to whatever foreign country. And other than the embassy, they really don't have a support system, but we're extremely lucky. We've got you know, the whole military governmental organization on post. We have like a little America, you know, with really? all our legal yeah. services, our finance services. We have American banks who do the contract right now. It's Bank of America uh, over in Germany that I think for 10 years or something like that, they hold the contract on post. And, you know, they wow. do uh, transactions in euros too, so euros and dollars. And it makes it very convenient for for us to kind of, I don't want to say, well, integrate. 
Sure. Well, that was yeah. one of my questions um, to ask you is what do people do about your finances if you have a checkbook, a savings account? Where do you, if you're moving quite a bit, where do you call home to be able to say, well, my bank account is at such and such? But mm-hmm. if Bank of America is over there, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And some people, you know, they'll have like USAA and you can do a lot over the computer with USAA. I know you can scan in checks and they're like immediately deposited. Or there are a few other, uh, like the credit unions, Pentagon Federal, Navy Federal Credit Union. Um, you can do things online. So people usually keep their one American bank account where their paycheck goes into because sure. you really don't want to mess with that account. Because, well, that's for sure. You know, military finance is just this big thing and you want to just not touch your um Anything there. <laughs> Just right. leave your paycheck alone because too many mistakes can happen. Absolutely. And then it, it can take monk, months to try to fix that stuff. So, and then you get an account here like the Bank of America or uh, they also have Andrews Federal Credit Union on a lot of the posts. And you can open up an account there to pay your Euro, Euro bills. Oh, I phone see. bill and cable and that kind of stuff. That's all going to be in euro. Even if you live on post, you're still going to have a phone or cable bill. Sure, that you'll sure. have to pay. Yeah, right. And you'd need the currency of the country because obviously right. you might need to go out for clothes, or you might go to right. the movies, or go out for a latte, or whatever. And you're going to right. Need- that's right. Need all of all of that, yeah. What what have you done in the past um, as far as legal documents? How do you assure that you've got uh, school records, or and maybe someone's not going to be uh, transferred to an area that is quite as sophisticated as where you are? Um, what do you suggest to people as far as keeping track of all those kinds of things? Medical records too. Oh, the medical records, yes, because you know that the medical records that you have at your military treatment facility, those are not yours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Those those belong to the military, and um, I mean, I used to make copies of mine. I've gotten a little lazy the last year. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, that stuff gets lost all the time. And yeah. you're supposed to take your records and then check them out and then check them in to your new location. Oh, wow. And, you know, things can get lost. And even if you put civilian papers inside your military records, it's not yours anymore. Right, right. So I always try to keep a copy of that kind of stuff. And, and you know, school records, you pick that up from the school and you hand carry it sealed. You, know, you can't open it. Yeah, yeah. You turn it in. <laughs> oh, to the new school. So tempting. I'm sorry. Sitting for <laughs> a six-hour flight with an envelope that I couldn't open. Oh my yep. goodness. <laughs> that, that would drive me insane. Lines <laughs> are really thick. <laughs> Raquel, we do have one more break before our final segment. We're here today with Raquel Steve. She is the author of Life Lessons of a Military Wife. Um, you can find her blog at Life Lessons Military Wife. Life.blogspot.com, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about some of her other resources that she has because I found something else on her website that we want to talk about. So when we get back, we're going to ask her about that, and we are on Military Mom Talk Radio, and check out the podcast um, on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and take it to the beach, and we'll catch you back in the second half. Thank you. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to my radio show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to my radio show with Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on go to my radio show.com. Put a boot in your it's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, Military Moms. We're back here on Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd flying solo today, wishing Sandra Beck a beautiful vacation. We hope everyone has a chance to enjoy time with family and friends this summer. And today, I've had the, in, the pleasure of meeting Raquel Seed. She has the most wonderful advice for families living the military lifestyle. Uh, Raquel, do you have a favorite place in the world? Would would I would I guess that Germany is one of your favorite places, or have you seen another spot that's pretty sweet? Oh goodness, you know I can't really I can't really think of a place. Honestly, I'm always looking for that next place, that next wonderful thing that I'm going to discover. So I've never thought about that. <laughs> that's really interesting, though, knowing that there's always something ahead. Tomorrow's going to be another day with. Something even more, but that just makes you want to just jump right out of bed every day. <laughs> yeah, but see, now you're now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm going to be thinking of what that place is that you asked me about. 
<laughs> What's next? Yeah, yeah. Um, I also noticed on your blog that you have another web um, entity that you have another place for your point of view on Real Military Wives TV. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Two friends of mine and myself, we decided, uh, hey, you know, we need something like YouTube out there where people can post videos about four and two military wives and girlfriends and basically anyone affiliated with the military. So we've encouraged people to just go up there and just put up a, a video, whether it's silly, serious, contemplative, reflective, just whatever they happen to be feeling. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, look at some of my stuff on there. Um, you know, it's, it's just, wonderful. You know, heartfelt stuff. And how, how did that collaboration begin? How, where did you meet these gals? Well, the one gal I have known, my goodness, since before we were married, we were actually, her husband was at the first duty station with us, stationed there. Oh. And so that's how I met her, and we've just always kept in contact. And she also has a blog, Military Duty Stations, where she talks about moving. So she has every conceivable post you can think of in the world, and people can come and post their comments um, on housing and, and just any kind of different topic on that particular post. So I encourage people, if they're moving, to also go there as well. Okay. Maybe you better repeat it just so we're sure we have it. Okay. It's uh, militarydutystations.com. Okay. And, of course, it's, there would be a link from your blog as well to there, I think, isn't there? Yes, there is. I think on the left or right-hand side, one of the sure. columns there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did enjoy visiting realmilitarywives.tv because there were so many entries in there. And how would somebody go about um, submitting something for for that site. Well, if you look at the tabs on the top, we have a tab that shows you. You click on that, and it shows you how to submit a video. And it's really oh. easy. As long as you can upload something to YouTube, sure. you're all set. And we even show you how to do that, and you sign up for our newsletter, and we can show you how to do it that way, too. So, And you can ask a question, even if you're having trouble. or You know, we'll help you. We'll help you get it up there. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I did. I saw so many interesting things on there, things that I um, was so glad to see because when somebody shares something like that, this this form of networking is only going to help somebody else who may not either be brave enough or know where to ask, and this is just a wonderful resource. That's what we're hoping. Well, yeah, I don't know if we'll get as big as YouTube, but <laughs> the <big> thing is <laughs> trying to get trying to get um, people to have the courage to just make a video. I, for me, that was the hardest thing. I, you know, I usually don't like being on camera either, and I just had to suck it up, as they say, and just <laughs> make one, and then just not watch it, and then just put it up there. And then once I got the feedback, I said, okay, so it wasn't, you know. As dire as I thought it was going to be, right, it's okay, right. and maybe I'll do another one, and you know how that goes. It's wonderful to know, though, that there is some place to turn, and and there again, you're on Facebook and Twitter. What's your? How do we find you on Facebook? On Facebook, you can just say Life Lessons Military Wife, and it should pop right up there. Okay. And then on Twitter, it's a LL Military Wife. I see. Good. So are you um, there if people have questions and are facing Oh, yes. 
so oh, we yes. can they can come anytime and you know I get people on Facebook all the time who are getting ready to move or who are new to the military or just have a question that they maybe they were afraid to ask someone else but they know with me I mean anything goes I don't I don't care what it is I, I don't judge people and I will get you that answer if I don't know the answer then I, I will somehow um, point you in the right direction or help you find some answers or peace or whatever it is you need. Well, I do know that it must be um, there are times that you may not want to go to uh, a military resource to ask maybe a question because you're afraid, oh, what if it's a question that might be, I, I can't imagine what, but sensitive that you wouldn't want your husband's real, um, people connections to know about. or I, I don't know, but I would think having another uh, spouse to talk to about some things must be comforting. Yes, I think so, too. And I would like to encourage spouses who've been around the block for a while, take the time to mentor some of these younger spouses. You know, I had a mentor. I actually had two when, when I was a young wife, and, and I'll you know never forget that. They were there for me, and I could bounce things off of them, and I knew, you know, the whole confidentiality thing would be there, and mm -hmm. I learned from them. And I'm hoping to pass that on to younger wives who will in turn do that to younger wives and just, you know, kind of keep it going, pass it forward, all that good stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've got a couple of things before we kind of, I'm looking, the time is just flying by, and there's a couple of things that I did want to make sure that I touched on also on the sidebar of your site is something called Just Married a Soldier. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> and I clicked in there, and I found it so interesting in that there's a lot of things in there. Oh, I didn't even think about, oh, gee, yeah, I guess I should have, should, uh, would, it, would have to think about that if I were in their shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about girlfriends and, and new wives coming in, but I, I all of a sudden started to get all these emails. I, I, I must have hit a nerve in, in an older post, or I'm not sure how that happened, but they just started flowing and all these questions. And I really couldn't find, like, one site that just had it all laid out. So I said, well... You know, let me try to start from the beginning and try to pretend I know nothing about the military and, and see if I can try to at least sum up the basic stuff so that they don't feel totally lost. And that must have been a stretch for you because you've known nothing but. <laughs> nothing but military <laughs> life. <laughs> yes, I had to, I actually had to ask a few girlfriends, you know, what what were the things that came to mind, you know, and that kind of thing. Because I do have some friends who are fiancés and girlfriends, uh, you know, we're one big family here. Um, yeah, yeah. Somehow connected to the military, yeah. Definitely. Have you found that wherever you are in the world, you've um, had some contact with um, international civic groups like, say, the Lions Club or the Girl Scouts or uh, Girl Guides over there? Um, have, have you had that involvement at all with kids? As a kid yourself or your own children? Well, you know, with, as a child, it was mostly sports, you know, playing sports with local teams, soccer, yeah. that kind of thing, because all the little villages have their own little soccer teams for all the different age groups, and it's a big thing. Um, and then when my kids got into Boy Scouts, we had a few interactions with some of the international groups. And then as an adult, there are a lot of, like, German-American wives, type 
clubs all over Europe, and they, they try to get the Germans and the Americans on the bases together for different things, too. So there are yeah. lots of opportunities out there. That's wonderful. Because I do know so many times we've had either um, international correspondence with some clubs, and some of them have either been on a base or they've connected us with, say, girl guide units that are in the villages that they happen to be near. So even that is wonderful to have that kind of networking coming back. It just makes the world just a, a more... I guess a smaller place that we are um, not so far off and not so uh, not so different after all. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. We've only got about three minutes, and real quickly before um, we close, I noticed something else on your site talking about a hostess gift. Uh, you had written a blog recently about um, whether to bring a hostess gift if you are invited to a. Um, to a luncheon, a, a, com a commander's luncheon. Yes, well, I tried to look at it from the other side of the fence. We all know what we typically bring as hostess gifts, but I thought, okay, what do I like to get as hostess gifts? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I kind of stuck with the, the safe things. So uh, maybe some Belgian chocolate would be nice, even though they, if they live in yeah, Belgium. Consumables, <laughs> consumables are always good. But that protocol is still good. important, I guess, isn't it? I mean, even in this sort of um, relaxed world that we're in, uh, protocol is still very essential, isn't it? Definitely, and the whole thank you note thing, you know, that has gone out with the dodo bird. I mean, even if it's these days with, with some of the younger wives, they just they, they haven't learned, you know, how to do that kind of thing with the whole email and that kind of thing. It's but, true. Um, it's true. I'm just glad to get an email. Yeah. Just an email yeah. saying, <laughs> you know, I had to clean my house for you, but no. <laughs> no, and the main turn should do it as well when they have people over at, at their house. Sure, sure. Encourage that. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to thank you for being our guest today. We've enjoyed this so much. How quickly this hour has flown. Um, we want to make sure everyone visits lifelessonsmilitarywife.blogspot.com. You can check in with Raquel Thebes either on her Facebook or her Twitter, and um, you might also um, ask her questions if you have something on your mind or in your heart. Uh, remember to check out our podcast on iTunes, on our Choganet page, and on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. And we want to make sure you tune in next week because I have another great guest coming up that you won't want to miss. So for the vacationing Sandra Beck, I'm Robin Boyd thanking Raquel and wishing you all a wonderful week. Take care, everyone.